Okay, uh, we are here with my man, Robbie, uh, the legend. I'm so honored and blessed to spend this time with you. I hope you don't mind me being so close to you. You know, I know you're a lethal weapon and you, you train all these special ops guys and all over the world. The Lord has put you into places that um, people would only dream of or things that you would only read in a book. Uh, like your two books that you've got here, Camp X Underground and Tracking the Little Giant Killer. Um, you're going to get into that because you've spent two decades mm -hmm. researching um, uh, this this man here. We're talking about Bill, Bill Underwood. Yeah, Bill Underwood. Yeah. I'll let you get into sure. that. I won't. I won't do it any justice. But um, the thing I really admire about you, you know, I've I've, I've followed you from a distance for a while. Because of the great leaders that have gone before me that I really look up to, always spoke highly of you. You're a mighty man of God. You're a great father. Uh, I'm seeing your kids are doing wonderful things. You're getting behind them. And I even read here in the beginning of your book that, you know, your son uh, had to face bullies sometimes in school, like you did yeah. in the 70s, right? And a lot of the times that what sparks our passion bursts from a problem, a problem that we're called to solve. Yes. And, uh, you know, before the interview here, you had uh, mentioned yesterday, I think it was, um, just that we need more warriors, like real mighty men of God. You know, not just this rah-rah, you know, let's, let's come in, do an event kind of thing, yeah. but really calling men out to the men that they call to be and what it means to be um, a warrior mm -hmm. of God. And so uh, I want to give a shout out to everyone that's tuning in today, whether it be on 90.3 FM, uh, whether you're listening to the voice in the valley. Come on. We all have a voice and you're going to hear a mighty voice uh, very quickly here, uh, as well as everyone listening to College Street Radio and any other platform we might be on. I uh, just want you to know that the purpose of this is because God has created each and every one of us on purpose for a purpose. Yes. And I want you to know that no matter what valley you go through, you can find victory mm -hmm. in the valley. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, Robbie, I'll give it up to you. Why don't you um, let our listeners know a little bit about you, sure. your past, how yeah, you came sure. to writing these two amazing uh, books, and uh, yeah, a little of your, your heart behind uh, what it means to be uh, a warrior. So, Give us a little bit of the back. Awesome. No, and, and again, a pleasure to be with you. We've had an absolute like experience. I, I, I love your pastor, Matt, here. Okay. Um, and uh, exactly the same story. And was finally glad to be able to connect. Um, God's got, you know what, God's, we've been talking. God's got us all in all kinds of unique environments. Yeah. He really does. And I just happen to have a weird job um, in the places I've gone, things things that I've done. I got saved in 1977. I'm a Smith Falls, Ontario boy. Grew up in the, the former Hershey, you know, chocolate capital of Canada uh, in the <laughs> Ottawa Valley. So Ottawa's kind of, Ottawa's really home for me. Um, but I uh, saved in 77, filled with the spirit in 82, 83 in the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. And uh, I've been with Victory now. I went to Eastern Pentecostal Bible College, great years there, great friends. Um, and we've been with Victory now for 16, going on 17 years at a Barry Victory Center. Pastor uh, Paul McCullough has, has been my spiritual, my, my spiritual CEO and um, a great man of God. And um, well, why don't we honor yeah, him? Let's do that. I was going to say, yeah, let, let's let's do that. Um, yeah. Where do we start? Where, where do we start with well, uh, we're here not in the greatest of circumstances. No. So um, as, you, as the listeners know, I'm from Vancouver, Canada area in a community called Chilliwack, part of the College Street Victory Church there. And uh, one of our um, leaders, uh, vice president on the executive board of Victory Churches of Canada and International, yeah. 
And uh, I think he's been with the movement or was with the movement for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my wife and I were privileged, uh, privileged to know him, but not at the level that you knew him. And amazing, mighty man of God, who on his last mission, Mm -hmm. um, the Lord had put on his heart that we needed to go to uh, the founders of the movement, Dr. George and Hazel Hill. And that we needed the heart of the Father, mm-hmm. and that we needed to also honor mm-hmm. Him as our leader. And um, you know, He did that. That was His last mission. And on His on His trip home uh, from visiting them the next day, unfortunately, He had a heart attack, and He has since gone to be with mm-hmm. the Lord. So we are actually here yeah. celebrating the life of Pastor Paul McCalla. And uh, yeah, so. I mean, if you want to expand on yeah, well, what just what saw the worship leader there. Yeah, I'm, I'm the main worship leader. I've had the privilege of 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 doing that and operating in that capacity. Uh, man, Pastor Paul McCullough. I mean, I don't say this lightly. He absolutely is has uh, been a general. He's been a general in the faith. And I guess probably within a minute or two, if I could pay tribute to Pastor, what I would say is this: is I was I was under been under Pastor Paul again and Debbie, his his wife, Pastor Debbie, for sixteen going on seventeen years shortly. And uh, yeah, and I, I will say that um, probably the, one of the most definitive things I could say was that um, I went through uh, in the middle of the COVID years, so we had some, some difficult life circumstances. And for seven months, uh, my mother and I moved in and lived with Pastor Paul and Debbie. We, we lived in their home. And what was so clear to me was the fact that the reason why that, uh, that God moved so powerfully in his ministry and in Pastor Deb's ministry and in Barry Victory was because that man and woman were the same yeah. at 7 o'clock in the morning, pajamas, having some some breakfast, and it's 10 o'clock at night, okay, watching, you know, an old Starsky Nutch episode together or something like that. Okay, <laughs> I love you know, that. You know, they were the same people, I, and I, you know, in those, as they are in the pulpit any wow. given time. And that, the genuineness and the consistency, dedication, and just a pursuit of the Lord is why Barry Victory is where it is. And, you know, we're seeing God do so much, um, you know, now, you know, as well as then. And and so, yeah, so great man of God. And it's just one of those things where you just put your hands up and go, Lord, wow, it's a blind side. And we didn't expect Pastor to step home. There's a few of the kind of joking, like, okay, we're about to go into battle now. And, uh, you know, a pastor stepped back to the headquarters, so we're like, <laughs> you know, we have a few bones to pick when we see Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of a thing, right? But but uh, the point is, is uh, what a man of God. What a mighty man of God. What a mighty man of God. And it's, he's more than impacted my life. And my challenge is, in Dr. Dr. Hazel, Hill and I were talking about this, my challenge is simply this. I miss my pastor, but I have never been inspired more wow. to aggressively chart out and come on. Yeah, let's go. And to apply all of what he imparted Mm -hmm. into my life. And for me, and guys, please, I hope you take something from this. I don't care what the circumstances are when you're blessed with with leadership. And if you don't have leadership, well, you're talking to people that can guide you, you know, into good leadership and where to be fed. There's no confusion when these types of things happen. We have standing orders. Yeah, we have standing orders. Yeah, and we pursue standing orders. You keep going until, until, you know, the king of kings changes over. Mm -hmm. And don't confuse about what we're supposed to do right now. Yeah, You know what I mean? We continue on with what's been given, with the mantle that's there. And then we keep pushing and we keep pushing until the Lord starts to direct and the Lord starts to guide. So well, our job is to equip the saints for the work of absolutely. ministry. Yeah. And you know, Pastor Paul's legacy is you guys, it's yeah. that church. Absolutely. And you know what? I was just in tears when you were leading worship 
um, through the celebration of life. I have never been at a celebration of life like that. It was, where I was so moved by the spirit it was. where people were truly rejoicing because yeah. they knew with all their heart yeah. where Pastor Paul is. Yeah. And his work is not done. We have standing orders. Yes. And so he's done a great job of raising up and yeah. equipping you guys. And now, you know, the mantle is being passed. Yeah. And it's up to us to pick up that mantle as a movement. Yeah. And, you know, and we know we can do more together than we can do apart. Yeah. That's why I know it's not by coincidence that we're having this right. interview right exactly. now, why you're tuning in right now and why you're getting this word from God right now. You know, the word that Pastor Paul gave us is, uh, and you've been hearing it all across the nation, is 2024, the year of the open door mm-hmm. and the year of more. God is opening doors yes. that no man can shut. And there is a sense of urgency. I don't know if you've said there is. There's a sense of urgency yeah. that we need to reach every available person by yeah. every available means. Yeah. And, you know, just, just to echo a little bit, this will be a good segue into uh, your book and your background, is great leaders studying great leaders, mm-hmm. getting under the mentorship and the influence of great mm-hmm. leaders, and um, and then taking that leadership and passing it on uh, mm-hmm. to others. So why don't we dive in a little more sure. about your, yeah. your background, a little bit about this, this, this bill that you were talking about, yeah. Yeah. you know, and um, uh, the history of, uh, of uh, what do we have? You know, what does Canadians have? Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody else has got, you know, in the world has got like um, Taekwondo, Jiu-Jitsu and stuff like that. But what can we own? Yeah. Tell us a bit about history about that. Yeah, well, it all blends, it all blends in together. Um, in short, um, I've had the blessing of, of really being a, uh, the most, pretty much the most specialized contractor or instructor in Canada over the last couple of decades that has worked domestically and outbound within an allied tier one special forces, uh, government agencies and policing special operations as a specialized trainer developer uh, in the area of, of unarmed fighting skills okay. and then how to integrate that, excuse me, with any weapon system that they may be using, tool or weapon system, gear kit equipment, excuse me, and, and then adapting that for any any special operational rules. So your secret service guy in suits, Ray-Bans and wires is very different in his functioning and, and profile and purpose and has often different tools than an undercover guy in, in uh, you know, operating in the back of a vehicle or a hotel bathroom with a target or a source or, you know, with basically jeans and a t-shirt and a, you know, a pistol down his, his pants, uh-huh. you know, kind of thing. That's different than a, an assaulter that's like okay. a robocop, you know, and yeah, yeah. moving around, doing stuff, jumping out of an aircraft or yeah. a helicopter and uh, working within urban complex environments and planes, trains, automobiles, all that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so essentially, so loose hallways. Yeah, yeah. all of <laughs> we, we refer to that as we refer to that practically as is uh, complex environment, super confined space and complex environment. So, so in essence, I've had a, a special career. I've had a very specialized career working in the allied community. Um, I, of course, started in Canada, but still to this day, I'm, I'm probably most closely internationally tied to the British. And, okay. and that's been everything from um, from uh, British intelligence, MI5, MI6, to um, um, the SAS, Special Boat Service, Special Air Service, um, you know, those communities there. And uh, and essentially, um, yeah, so through I get started in all of that. I, st- I still have a 
footprint there. Um, okay. Uh, I'll get into when we wrap things up, okay, why things have changed and why am I actually talking mm-hmm. about some of these things. I do like to say right off the bat, out of respect, um, I am willing now where I wasn't before to talk a little bit about where I've been and the kind of work I've done, and even with some of the folks I work with, but just to be straight and I'm trying to try to, to honor my past commitments and so forth. I, 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 I never get into classified stuff. You know, it's not yeah. necessary. Yeah. Uh, it's just as irrelevant classified tactics, technique, procedures, operations, personnel, past and present. It, it's just not relevant to anything, but I don't mind sharing about kind of where I've been. Mm-hmm. Um, but in essence, um, where I started with all that, and this is going to start to get into some of the history we talked about, how I got into that. Uh, was in the beginning as a, a Canadian guy who was, uh, was, you know, I've written about it a fair bit, but bullied as a kid in the 70s and just had a desire to learn to protect myself. I started getting involved in traditional martial arts and that type of thing. And frankly, in all honesty, for what I was interested in, didn't find them very practical. Mm-hmm. I just, just didn't find them. And so that a quest for finding something practical kind of twinned up with the fact that always being a patriotic guy with maximum respect, um, I'm a Canadian, a Westerner. Why is it that I've got to go to Japan, China, Korea, you know, Brazil to learn how to fight? I mean, knowing that our Canadian military, there's been a God given anointing Mm -hmm. on Canada's special operations history in every major conflict. We've stood out world war one, world war two, cold war. Okay. And I like often in a modern sense to brag on our JTF two board, JTF2, if you don't know, is is our tier one special forces unit. They are the equivalent of the Canadian SEAL Team 6. Most people know who SEAL Team 6 is. Our guys are absolutely at at the apex by way of individual operator ability, tradecraft, and skill sets. Okay. And uh, to give you an example of that, I looked to, to brag on our guys because you don't hear about them. No, you they, they are quiet professionals. So that's mm-hmm. that's it's very true. But when our boys were born in the 90s and went into Afghanistan and they were the younger brother, they were a young, younger brother unit that a lot of the main units didn't know where they were. You're the Jay, what, what are you guys? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they came in basically to operate in uh, theater security capacities and breaching and some of those kinds of things to let the boys get in and get to the business. By the end of the conflict in Afghanistan, this is absolute fact, the theater commander, operational commander, okay, who was American of the entire kind of joint theater of operations, stated that by the end of that conflict in Afghanistan, that when it came to basically dealing with their top priority target packages or getting, going in and grabbing their most high-value targets, that he sent in his team. And the A team was Canada's JTF too. Let's go. I mean, come on, yeah. <laughs> and, and and we Canada has an anointing. I'm telling you, our sniper program is has been the most elite. We own three of the five longest kills. I can state this now: sniper kills. I can state this because it's already public. But yeah. Dallas Alexander, uh, JTF two sniper, owns the world's long record history. I know Dallas. I uh, trained him. Wow. Uh, still, I've been in touch with Dallas even recently. Okay, our Canadians are absolutely excellent at what they do. And again, I'm mentioning that because it's it's been leaked out. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so I'll mention it. Okay, type of thing. Um, but um, but the fact is, is that studying all of that, you know, led me to like, did Canadians never develop a fighting system? Yeah. Like, I want to learn something Canadian. Yeah. And I started doing my research, getting in the late late nineties. And I found that, good Lord, not only do, do, do we have a history, it's exceptional. Mm-hmm. And the the gentleman, our grandfather, our Canadian grandfather of fighting is a gentleman by the name of Bill Underwood. And Bill Underwood developed the first armed fighting system for the Canadian forces in World War II. It was called Combato. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, I resurrected his legacy, and I'm known within professional circles as being a legacy holder to Bill's work. And I Bill was an instructor at a place called Camp X, okay? 
And, um, and we were talking about this earlier, phenomenal Canadian history, guys. But in World War II, okay, we had the most highly classified training facility in the world for spies, secret agents, and saboteurs on the planet in Oshawa, Ontario. Just, east, just a, you know, an hour's drive by Highway 2, the old King's Highway, east of, 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 um, of Toronto. And, and you know, I always kind of make this case to set it up. And, you know, we're talking about Camp X and I mean, that's amazing. And it's like, yeah, you know, you're a bit of a history geek. And so that's an interesting factoid. But I'm telling you, what happened to Camp X in Canada, in Oshawa, in World War II has impacted are massively and drastically impacted our modern culture because it's it's entirely the birthplace and factually the birthplace of the entire James Bond legacy. James Bond was born out of Camp X in Canada. Come on. Yep. In the summer of 1943, Ian Fleming, the creator of Bond, yeah. came to Canada. Okay, he trained at Camp X. All right, and this has all been written about by Tommy Drewberg, head of the BSC in Canada, and the upper echelon of Camp X has been published. Fleming talked about it, okay, and in summer of 43, uh, Ian Fleming, when came over as a part of Naval AU-30, a British Naval Intelligence Unit, got his tradecraft training and spy-type tradecraft, you know, in Canada, and uh, so many stories, and I just, I just don't want to spider one too much, but fascinating stuff. Um, but um, but he also modeled. He got the idea from his training. Yeah. He got the idea for his training at Camp X um, from basically what he experienced there. All right, and he modeled the James Bond character in the Cold War in writing. Okay, the James Bond story yeah, and, yeah. Uh, um, after the ultimate Western spy master in World War II, and that was Sir William Stevenson. Okay, was the ultimate. It was. It's been said that if there's any one man that was responsible for the winning of World War II, it was not Winston Churchill. Although that would be a very worthy assumption. Yeah, yeah. It's actually Sir William Stevenson. Uh-huh. Okay, and Stevenson. Okay, the real James Bond mm-hmm. was a Canadian from Winnipeg. Like, what do you do with that? Amazing. So Canadians, like, we've got phenomenal history. So I ended up, Underwood led me, because he was an instructor at Camp X, led me to jump into the Camp X history 20 years ago. The world's expert on Camp X, Lynn Philip Hodgson, 50 years of research, 13 books. I became his protege 20 years ago and just got in and hammered and studied um, in professional circles. You know, I've taken over that legacy uh, as Bill, as sorry, as as uh, Lynn Philip Hodgson passed away and I worked with him for 20 years, um, you know, on that history and subject matter. And so all of that led me uh, basically. And in the beginning, as I started getting passionate about Bill's history and Camp yeah. X, I started giving lectures. And as I was teaching some of Bill's original methods uh, around World War II era stuff in the civilian world. And then I started to get asked by professional agencies, would you come in and lecture about our grandfather? You know, you're the Underwood guy and you're a yeah. Camp X guy. And the more that I would lecture and get opportunities to, to lecture inside some of those communities within the Canadian Forces and RCMP and OPP and, you know, tactical units and I get some original opportunities. It then became, uh, could you teach us what our guys were taught at Camp X? Like, what were the agents taught? They started to ask me to do that. And I had to say no. And the reason yeah. why was because the methods back in the 40s are very different. They required a lot more time. And then it became, well, could you develop something for mm. Can you develop, can yeah. you develop a method? Yeah. I'm like, well, what do you need? They're like, well, we need something literally you can learn in hours. We need something that literally hours. We need something that the one you learn, it requires very little maintenance training, that really for real, females or smaller operators, males can use it just the same as a big guy for real, not just talk about it, okay? It's got to be, you know, it's got to be low in injury value. It's got to be, able to be used if you're injured or energy depleted. It's got to work yeah. in confined spaces. And I, I felt probably like the Avalero boys back in the, you know, yeah. back in the 50s. Like, okay, am I being pumped? You yeah. need to do what? Yeah. Like, I don't even know if this is possible, but I am telling you, but God, but God. and I started to wake up 
the Lord would wake me up in, in the early hours of the morning and started to give me a, a different method. Uh, so I created a method. I started with the CampX mindset and I continued that legacy forward, totally changed the modality of fighting and the way it's done. But God gave me a unique recipe and it's called discrete fighting as the name is the method. Um, and I'm working on a book right now to re- be entirely released. I'm finally releasing the method more publicly, um, but which I've been teaching inside professional communities for a long time, uh, but designed for very specific purposes. And and so, yeah, the history played a major role in that. And, and all of this changed. And again, I like to be super clear. Um, you know, it's um, I'm really for the first time talking more openly about this stuff. And you might say, OK, well, why? If you've done all this stuff for real and, you know, you're really there, why? Well, because of something called COVID. You know, that really had an impact and changed my 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 life and my situation. In January of 2020, 2020, yeah, January 2020, I was in Colombia for the month of a uh, whole month of January working with Colombian assets that all deal with the cartels every level. And then I flew from there to England and worked with the SAS for on camp uh, there for a bit. And then I returned to Toronto when the COVID hammer fell. And I didn't work for a year and a half until I hit the Ukraine just before the war. I came over with... Uh, with some allies and worked with the Ukrainian tier one group um, on the brink of war. And I didn't work for a year and a half, you know, and so that, and then understanding what was going on in COVID, I had some prophetic dreams. The Lord spoke to me. Yeah. Okay. And then it was like, um, so now, um, yeah, I had to step away from working with a good number of agencies, especially on the government side, uh, because it absolutely came out of agreement. There's such satanic, uh, satanic things occurring. Yeah. Out of control out there, but I stepped away from uh, portions of that. I still have a footprint in, in uh, still have a footprint in a lot of areas, but I've got some a protege, a key protege that's very quietly, and you'll never see his face, uh, you know, that's out there and, and doing more of that work because the more that my heart's going to ministry, which yeah. is where God has been leading sure. in to challenge men to do those things, the more you got to kind of distance yourself from certain things. Yeah. The more that you're doing things like this and your face is out there. And I do that completely respectfully and happily, as which was said in the beginning, I don't get into any classified stuff. It's just not relevant uh, from my experience. But, but, um, but yeah, that kind of led things to a point where uh, for me, and as we've been talking, and this is one of the you know things we really started to connect over is, is uh, for me, the mission to, uh, you know, to really to really train up men to be warriors, you know. I mean, yeah. it's one thing. It's the what God has done with men in the past decades. We've had some awesome men's kind of movements. Yeah. It's been it's been important, you know, to to think about you know uh, you know being David's mighty men and and those things. I mean, the Father's Heart movement, amazing stuff. I mean, it's really needed to learn how to be fathers, to receive a father's love, to receive Absolutely. healing, right, to be promise keepers, yeah. to learn how to stand up and be a man. Great movement, you know, great great stuff. But what's been on my heart is, you know what. Pastor Matt, we got pushed beyond that. Let's go. We got yeah. pushed beyond that. We're in a time and a day sure. when we need to learn kinetically to be warrior worshipers. We're physically. Yeah. So when we when we work on men's, you know, men's events, and we work on men training men, my heart is as much to challenge and to be warriors and men yeah. in that capacity and to become warrior worshipers in wow. the spirit. You wow. know, you can't be one without the other. Yeah. You know, if, you're, if you're a warrior, you're a worshiper, yeah. you're a worshiper, you're a warrior. Yeah. But but also to start to train men to be protectors yeah. physically, you know, to wow. be protectors. Enough of this feminizing of men and that's the place we're at. And Appreciate that's my it. challenge to men and, and that's uh kind of where men are absolutely yeah. from from our own perspective here. And so yeah, man, that's 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 a heart and that's uh you know the kind of one of the things that led us to kind of digging into things. Praise God. Yeah. Well, I'm truly believing that uh, what you're sharing here is is now a voice, mm-hmm. and uh, now that it's out there, 
you know, we have accountability to that. Mm-hmm. And there's a movement that's happening within Victory and within the other churches. You're going to see it around the world where, um, yeah, you know, you're going to be able to separate uh, the Boy Scouts from the Marines. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned worship, and I truly believe that worship is our weapon. I know you believe that because you, you lead us through worship. You usher in the presence of God. And um, you can't fight, just like you can't fight a battle sitting down, mm-hmm. we need to call out the men that are out there mm-hmm. to rise up to the men that God has called them to be. But I like that I like that you take, you can see in a, in a situation of your life, a circumstance we go as far back as your childhood when you were bullied, that out of an, uh, a problem uh, came passion. Mm-hmm. You know, you could see that there was something there that got placed in your heart. And many have gone through things in life mm-hmm. and they can either be the victim. There's a lot of people with a victim mentality. Yeah. And I believe that's where it starts. So even as we're taking this all in, um, you know, Romans 12 tells us not to conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our yeah, yeah. And I think that that's what the Lord is doing even right now to all the men. We renew our mind by getting into the word of God. Yeah. But we need to do something with that. Uh, the scripture also tells us that faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to we need to make moves. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of men that are sitting out there that are waiting on God. But God is waiting on us. Mm-hmm. He's given us yes. his son. Yeah. He's given us the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, he's equipped us and empowered us and given us authority mm-hmm. to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to do all this stuff and preach the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And then there's the practical side of it where you know, like there's a lot of knowledge out there. And I think we were having this discussion before. Not only just like going to Google, that's knowledge. You know, you can find yeah. things online. Yeah. But what you've done, you've taken that knowledge. And I like how whoever that was that first called it out of you and said, hey, can you take this and put it into an application? Now that's wisdom. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is the, I mean, wisdom is the net application of knowledge. You've taken 20 years of studying and experience and you've not just put it into a book but you're being called into places. And now the Lord is calling you on a whole nother level of ministry. Cause this has always been ministry. Like right. you said, everything that we yeah. do right now, if we do it for the glory of God, yeah. it is our ministry. Our families are number one ministry, right? right? Everything comes out of the home. And I, I, you'll hear me preach that again and again. The Lord pressed upon my heart when we stepped into full-time ministry at the church. Um, every time I had an idea or something, I wanted to move forward and advance the men in the church or whatever. Mm-hmm. The first thing I hear the Lord say is make it work in your home first. Yeah. Make it work in your home yeah. first, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that is really our, our, our training ground mm-hmm. is our home, but that is also the application of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I can tell you, there's a, a lot of men that are living life pitiful instead of powerful. Mm-hmm. They've chosen to be, and I say chosen because it is a choice to be the victim instead of the victor. Right. But again, it all comes back down to, um, do you have a relationship with God? Do you have the Holy Spirit moving in you and through you? Do you know the God that, uh, of love? You know, maybe you're struggling right now with peace, patience, mm-hmm. you know, uh, faithfulness, being gentle, mm-hmm. self-control. Well, those are all fruits of the spirit, mm-hmm. which we know. So tying it back to um, what the Lord has done and is doing in your life and up and about to do i'm just really excited to get behind you in, in any way that i can right this is this just we can't do this in just mm-hmm. one episode no. in just one podcast mm-hmm. um but what would you say to the men that are out there right now they're listening to this they're inspired i know they're inspired you can't walk away from this and not be inspired but what are some of the practical things next steps you would say to the men that are out there that they need to do 
to start to engage. Like maybe they're in, we're all in training sure. season. Yep. I get that. Yeah, for sure. But how do we, how can we start yep. engaging right now in the things that you've talked about? Well, it's certainly, it's certainly, I love talking about this stuff. Um, it's certainly, it's certainly the job of our leaders that are rising up and, and I'm big on, on raising up our, our young guys to be captains, Yeah, uh, you know, underneath our colonels and so forth. And obviously underneath our generals and so forth. But, but um, guys, so it's it's a job of of some of our our colonels, if you will, to to get into the you know okay, to take men and to train them practically and to get them into that mindset. The one first thing I would say is, guys, it's it's absolutely achievable, and you got to get that. You can so easy to look at your own life and see the train wreck. All of our lives have been train wrecks. Come on, yeah. like seriously, sure. yeah. mine has been a train wreck. Like you yeah. you know you don't know what I've been through in the last five years of my life. I mean, and praise God for, for what he's, t- you know, what he's done in my life. But, but I'm telling you, number one, it's achievable. And number two, I want you to understand something. We are very used to, okay. The concept of breakthrough, which we want, we want breakthrough to be what we feel God wants us to be. We want to be used of God. We want to be more than we are. We want to be men. You know, there's that, you know, if you, if you haven't listened to our conversation as a man, and and not being like stirred that's there's something wrong with you yeah. you know what I mean because it's who we are it's how it's the DNA that God has made us with but what can be discouraging is the fact that when we think about breaking through our problems mm-hmm. it can seem like such energy focus and slugging and man I'm just exhausted getting through my day and trying to keep my marriage on track and trying yeah. to keep the finances my kids are just going crazy listen guys something God's really been speaking to me about is the fact that we're not looking breakthrough will come. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're not looking to kinetically pray to, you know, to press through to break through because so much of that is about our strength. The idea I'm battling, I'm battling. We are needing alignment. It's wow. more about electricity. Wow. It's more about electricity or power. Okay, that it is physical ability to bash and crash and mm-hmm. break through a membrane or a barrier okay. to get to something. Alignment is what the Bible talks about. It's like electricity. When you take things, it's not about muscling stuff. It's that when you just align things properly, current flows. Yeah, seek first the kingdom of God. Yes, right? So the difference I want you to get from this is it's not the slugging and I got to prepare and break through and bash through a barrier and fight. And we we will do that. That's what warriors do. But the idea is you're just flipping the switch. See See the difference? There's a major difference when you align because it's his power, not us. The power's there. It was was bought for us at the cross. Yeah. So we're flipping us, we're we're making an effort to move into alignment. And that power comes. We don't have to generate that power. I just I, I keep getting pulled back to the scripture and, and you know that the word tells us that even though we walk through the darkest valley, we yeah. fear no evil. Why? Because he's with us. And then the Lord said, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever has me will not walk in darkness, right? But if you have the light. And we know that the word of God is the lamp to our feet and the light into our path. When you said that with a switch, I think think of when you come into a room in a dark room, darkness is just the absence of light. Yep. We need to come into alignment. And that that word alignment speaks a lot to me because the Lord has put that on my heart that alignment comes before assignment. So many guys, like you're listening right now and you're like, give me the next step. What am I going to do? You know, I want my assignment. Like, I'm like, hey, let's go. You know, when you buy it, you buy into someone like yourself with, with the vision and the experience, you want to get behind that. Like, I want to get in the wake of that. You know what I'm saying? This guy's going places. He's doing things. But you see that the source of that is the Lord, the light, right? 
And uh, I just, I don't, sorry, I just wanted to not no, to interrupt you there. No, but I thought there's something yeah. there that people are trying so hard. Yeah. And it's not getting you it's anywhere. It's not our energy. It's not our strength. It's not our energy. And to decouple that with something you said, and I'll, I'll wrap up the point uh, to, to, to kind of put a bow on the point. Guys, it's possible. It doesn't matter what your background, what you, where you're at, and so forth. Being a warrior is, we, God's all designed us to be warriors. Yeah. As men, we're okay. as it's, it's, it's achievable. Yeah. It's not about the personal strength and muster to break through physically. It's not what it's about. It's about alignment. And every one of us can get up across the room, and whether you're walking or you're in a chair or you're crawling, and flip the switch. And when that, when things are aligned, the electricity and the power will flow. Right. Okay. And that being said, it's it starts at home. If you've not started at home, and listen. I can talk about that and I'll make it super brief, but, and it blessed me when Pastor, you have no idea when Pastor Matt said, you know, uh, God's been doing great things in your family. And you see that God has done such a miracle in my family and what we came out of as a family that I have two boys, Chris and Mike, I'm eternally proud of my sons. They are men of God. Only three, four years ago, my sons were in an extremely dark place. Mm -hmm. Drugs, okay, on the streets of Toronto, getting in fights with gang members, full-out adults. Okay, we're talking a complete mess where I felt like such a failure as a dad. This is coming out of, into COVID. We're doing this. I mean, living with one of my sons, I won't tell you which one, doesn't matter. They'll probably share in their testimony at yeah. some point. <laughs> kind of thing where one of my sons and I were almost in physical Blows, okay, because of the behavior, the stuff was coming out because of drugs and all these kinds of things. And I felt the Lord tell me at the beginning of COVID, is if you will step up, all I need you to do is just be willing. If you will step up and to lead your family as the patriarch, if you will, watch what I'll do. Wow. It's not by my strength to break through, it's alignment. And what that meant was when I had one of my sons standing in front of me at a drug in, you know, induced rage, screaming, freaking out of me, cussing profanities at me, which is a man to respect is everything. Yeah, as a man in our in our DNA, yeah. and me wanting to take him with two fingers and yeah. just just, yeah. just deal, <laughs> with <him>. yeah, <laughs> deal with him. Where the compassion of the Lord will come upon you wow. and just say, buddy, what's wrong? I love you. What's wrong? Dad, F, 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 blank, blank, blank. But I know this isn't you. I love you. And he would just break down and cry. And you spoke to his potential. And you know what? the problem. He spoke to his potential. God, I'm, and I'm big on this. And I, you know, I know this is a little more maybe works oriented, but God really made a point for me. The Lord told me, as much of a history guy like I've always been, I never had much schema in this area. The Lord said, I want you to design a new coat of arms for your family. And I want it to be centered on me. And at first I felt, because I'm a history guy and I'm very passionate about certain things. I'm like, well, God, that's kind of posing, isn't it? Like, I'm sure my family line has one, only to find out doing the research. It's normal in, in, in uh, medieval Western yeah. history. A family could redesign their coat of arms wow. at any time. Individuals could, it was just a choice. Really? So I sat down, designed and had professionally done a coat of arms, the full coat, half coat, you know, the shield. And my sons and I sat down. I'm like, guys, let's talk about this. What's in our lives? Who are we? We designed that together. All of my sons, my one son, Chris, is married very recently in his own his own place with his wife, and they have a family crest. And, and I've stepped, I cannot tell you what God has done in my family mm -hmm. in the matter of 
two years. Wow. It's like unbelievable to the point now you see my sons completely sold out for God, calls of God in their lives. I find out they've done miraculous stuff. They don't even tell me about it. I'm like, I heard from this pastor. You were doing street ministry, this miracle. Oh yeah, dad forgot to tell you. I mean, they're not trying to impress me or get accolades, you know? And and so, so guys, it's possible. It's not about your strength. Come on. Okay. It's about alignment and then let him do his work. Just step in. And even if it feels, it's going to feel like crap. A lot of times, like I'm being a poser, I try to apologize to my wife, and then two days later, I was screaming at her again, you know, kind of a thing. Get back up again. It doesn't, every time you step into alignment, there's something in the spirit that happens. Let God do it, and you'll see tick, 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 alignment happens, the electricity flows, the power flows, okay, and God starts to work. And, and, and so start at home. That's something I can say and just get going, man. And even if, even if you're a, you know, a single dad and not much going on or you're single, don't much going on. I encourage you to design a family crest to your own. Yeah. You, you can't you say, you don't know what God's going to bring into your life. And it was two years ago, the Lord spoke to me and said to me, I'm, I don't know where just praying, soaking in the spirit. I'm going to expand your family. And I got this picture of not only women in our family's lives, but children, and I'm like, okay, Lord, in case you hadn't noticed, you know, I'm not, I'm not dating anybody right now. I'm not with anybody. Number one, my sons are single. Like, they're not dating anybody. I said, kids, well, two years later, my son's married. We have one grandchild. We have another one on the way. God's brought a wonderful woman into my life, okay, and through everything that I've been through and, and are ordained with the hand and approval of my pastor and hand in that, uh, okay, and uh, Pastor Paul and and. Uh, do not tell God what he can and cannot. Amen. Don't, you don't serve him. that God. We'll don't, serve the God you of can't do that. Come on. And I'm telling you, the moment you're willing to align yourself, he just wait. He's just waiting. The moment you're willing to align, that power will flow. Yeah. But you got to trust him. It's about the condition of your heart and faith. Wow. Right? So, well, so I, there we go. I just sense right now we need we need to pray for yeah, those that are watching right now. You know, I, I really feel there's a sense just to let go and let God mm-hmm. in this moment. And um, scripture is very clear that we are to lay our burdens upon the Lord, that if we humble ourselves under his mighty right hand at the right time, that he'll lift us up. But that also that if we confess our sins to him, that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And guess what? White our slate clean, like white as snow. And uh, because of the power of the cross, maybe you're hearing about this for the first time. You don't know this. And maybe you heard Jesus only has a swear. Um, but Jesus is the reason that we do this. You see, you got to understand that he came to this earth, he lived a sinless life, and he paid the price that no man could pay. And you can study any kind of religion. There is no God out there that laid down his life, gave his one and only son, right, for us. And 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 John 3.16 tells us that whoever, whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And I'm reminded of, speaking of Paul, the Apostle Paul. You know, we got Pastor Paul, which we're celebrating today and celebrating his life, also an apostle. Uh, But in Romans 10, 9, he said, if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, Mm -hmm. believing that God the Father raised him from the grave, that we will be saved. And I mean, before you can set out on your mission and and do these things, even the, the, I love the the, 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 uh, crest idea, Mm -hmm. you know, coming up with your family crest and all that is tied into identity yeah. you got to know the who before the do come on right yeah you got to know who you are and whose you are once you tap into that once you come into alignment with the one that put the dream the passion inside of you that's going to flow 
out of you. So I want to give you that opportunity right now as we're sitting here. It's the first time we've actually done this on the podcast. Uh, But I want to give whoever's listening right here, right now, the opportunity to just let go and let God. And uh, Robbie and I are just going to pray in agreement right now and ask that you pray this prayer with us because I believe there is something big about to come out of you. I believe that you're about to get your breakthrough, that you've been battling and battling. And the Lord is saying, not by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And that you will do even greater things if you would just let go and let God. This isn't about religion. This is about a relationship with Jesus. He didn't come to start religion. He came to start a relationship with you. And so right here, right now, if you would just take this moment and pause in his presence, because what you're feeling right now is the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and calling you. And so let's just pray this prayer right now. I'm just going to ask you to repeat after me, wherever you are. You could be driving in your car. You could be at home in the office. You could be working out at the gym. Praise God. Uh, bless you for that. Uh, but you can just, you can pray it now. You can pray it under your breath. Pray so with your whole heart. But let's just, let's realign. Let's let go, let God, and let him into our life. Uh, say this, say, dear Jesus, I know that I've messed up. I know that I've sinned. I've been battling. And I'm ready for breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Say this with me. Say, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And that you rose from the grave three days later. Would you come into my heart? Would you be Lord over my life? I'm ready to live. I'm ready to live more abundantly. And I'm choosing to turn from my way and follow you all the days of my life. Mm-hmm. Forgive me of my sins. I thank you, Father God, that today is a fresh start, Mm -hmm. a new beginning, that my past is past, Mm -hmm. and I move forward with you from this day forward. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Thank you so much, Robbie. This is only part one. This This is only part one. I've loved it. And uh, thank you so much, you guys, for listening in. And let me remind you that you have a voice. Use the voice that the Lord has given you. Find your victory in the valley. And uh, no matter what you're going through, actually, I want to do this. Uh, Robbie, what is the best way uh, for those to to follow you or to... Um, I know we can't get in touch with it, anyone, but where would where can we direct them? First of all, uh, these two books are both available on both Amazon. Both are on Amazon. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Yeah, both are on Amazon. And I, I guess what I could say is, is um, uh, starting now, uh, starting now to look at how we uh, can create some web presence. So mm-hmm. it's in process right now. Okay. Um, but uh, certainly I... We can be reached. Anyone that reaches out to you, all right. Uh, you know, I can be reached at CampX Underground uh, at uh, protonmail.com. That's an easy. That's, cool. that's pretty easy to remember. So I'll throw that out there. If there's okay. anyone wants to chat about anything, Camp X, as it sounds, Underground, which is the title of one of the books wow. at protonmail.com. Uh, fire me a note. I'd be happy to hear from you if love I can that. encourage you and chat. Yeah, love that. We will. We will see you again. Okay. Take care. Yeah. God bless you guys. Thanks, man. Awesome. <laughs> A lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, praise God.